Welcome. And thank you for joining the Father's Vineyard podcast. We are located at 724 Oakland Road in Spindale, North Carolina, and invite you to join us. We are a church that loves God, loves people, and makes a difference. And now, let's join today's service. Well, good morning. Are y'all ready for Jesus? There you go. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, we just thank God for being here this morning. And I'd ask you to pray for Miss Faye. I didn't put this on the prayer net because I was wanting to mention it myself. But uh, she's been battling with a cough off and on for the last couple of weeks. But uh, yesterday it just got a little worse, I believe. But just be praying for her. That's why she's not here this morning. She said, you're going to be all right if I don't go? I said, I sure will. I get to cut up. <laughs> oh, Lord, she might be looking right now. <laughs> I'm going to be good, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Cough, cough that she has would go away and stay away. Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, yes, we pray. Amen. 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 God Amen. bless you. Thank you. All right. If you would turn your Bibles to Matthew's sixth chapter. I didn't know I was going to get to preach on this. I was kind of been studying. How many have been enjoying the, the armor of God? You know, do you have your armor on? You know, and I, I was just been studying that and reading back over Pastor Terry's notes about the armor of God and just, you know, and this right here just came up and I was looking at it, but it's in the uh, sixth chapter of Matthew. Is that, is that where I said to go, sixth chapter? Okay, I want to begin reading um, uh, at the fifth verse, but before I get started reading, I just want to talk about this just a little bit because, you know, it really starts in the fifth chapter where Jesus began to talk about the Beatitudes. And everything that he's talking about, the fifth, sixth, seventh, and all through the Bible, you know, he's talking about his kingdom, okay? And I mean, you know, the Beatitudes is just not to the human flesh, but I mean, you know, it's about the kingdom of God on the inside of us. You know, and, and that's what he's doing. And what I'm talking about this morning, I want to talk about, we're going to talk about prayer, but I don't want you to take this as a rebuke or, or you know, uh, coming against you or anything like that, but I want you to take it as, as equipping you for what's coming, okay? Because if we don't pray, how many know we might not be able to stand for what's coming, okay? So we got to become a people of prayer. Okay, and you say, well, you know, Jesus has took care of it all. He has, and even though that he's taking care of it, how many know the church, he left here to do some things, okay? Not just save us to go to heaven, but we need to occupy until he come, okay? So, so what I want to share with you this morning is it's not a rebuke, but it's almost, I, I want to equip you by the Holy Spirit to begin to take prayer seriously. 
You know, I'm not talking about praying for your four no more, okay? I'm not talking about your lay me down to sleep, okay? But this is talking about communion with God. I mean, I know Jesus said, I stand at the door and if any man open, I will come into him and we will sup together. I mean, you know, he want to commune with us. See, and when Jesus came, what he really did, he opened up the way to the Holy of Holies for you and I that we can enter, we can come boldly to the throne of grace. We can enter in any time. It don't matter if you're on the mountaintop or in the valley. I mean, you know, you still can enter into the presence of God, Okay. So as we read in Matthew's the fifth chapter, <clears throat> I begin reading at the fifth verse here, the sixth chapter. I'll keep I'll get just hold on with me. I'll get it together in a minute. The sixth chapter, the fifth verse. And you know, and just to start off this verse, he said, Beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. Otherwise you have no reward from your father who is in heaven. And we'll get down to that, but how many know that? We don't have to pray for righteousness. We don't have to try to be righteous. How many know that God has made us righteous? We don't have to pray for righteousness. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? So with the mindset, what righteous gives us is right standing with God. Okay? It's right relationship with God. And everything as the believer does is out of the relationship with him. Okay? That's why it's so important when Jesus said to Nicodemus, you know, when Nicodemus was asking Jesus a question, he said, you know, how do you do these miracles and signs that you're doing? You know, and Jesus looked at him and told him, he said, you must be born again. In other words, you must be born from above. And a lot of people take that as them having a conversation of going to heaven. But what Jesus was really doing was beginning to he was beginning to explain how to really receive from heaven. See, he said that if you're born again, he said, you must be born again. For very, very, I say unto you, you must be born again. Okay? And what born again means to be born from above. Okay? And what he was really saying, he said, if you're not born again, you can't perceive the things of God. See, it's impossible for a, a unrighteous person or a sinner to receive from God. Why? Because it's foolishness to them. It's foolish to the natural man, okay? But when Jesus went on, and then he went on to say this, he said, you can't enter except you be born again. So there's two things going on here. You can't proceed. You won't understand. You won't perceive what's going on if you're not born again. But if you're born again, you'll begin to perceive what's going on you'll begin to enter into the kingdom, okay? So when Jesus is talking here in verse 5, he said, when you pray, notice he didn't say if you pray. He said, when you pray, okay? When you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites because he said what? He's going to tell us what the hypocrites does. They love to pray. They love to stand and pray in the synagogue. Now, he said, don't be like them. In other words, is he saying, don't pray in church? No, he's not saying that. But he's saying, don't be like the hypocrites. In other words, they, how many know what a hypocrite is? You know, they, they play act. They put on the mask. 
drama, okay? You know, and, and, and they play the part, but they don't have the real thing on the inside. They don't have a heart transplant, a, a heart change. They're just going through the motions. And Jesus is saying, don't pray like them, for they love to pray in the synagogue and on the street corners. See, and what they're doing, they're not bringing glory to God, they're bringing glory to themselves. And that's what Jesus don't want his church to do. We don't want to bring uh, glory to ourselves or bring attention to ourselves. We want to bring attention to who? The risen Christ. Amen? That's who gets all the glory. Amen? We want to imitate him in such a way to where he's glorified by who? All people. Okay? All right. So let's move on. So they may be seen by men. See, and you know, I like what Pastor Terry shares a lot of times, you know, he says a lot, you know, in, when he's teaching, you know, he don't mind weird, he just wanted to be authentic. You know, there, there, are some, there is some clowns, <laughs> I hate to say it, but there is some people that pretend that it's God. You know, or trying to imitate a move of somebody else that God is doing. But you know what? God is so real, you know, that we don't have to try to uh, imitate other people. Amen? Why? Because that's their uniqueness. Amen? You know, and, and, and the sooner we learn that we don't compare ourselves among ourselves, we don't try to be like somebody else, just be who you are. Be who God has created you to be. You know, and this is what they're doing. They're trying to do what? Please men. You can't be a God pleaser and be a man pleaser. It won't work. You know, well, you know, I, I, I got to be a certain way at different places. No, I'm going to be John 100%. You're going to see me. I'm going to be John, the same John. Now, when he changed me, you know, I got to change now. But I'm just saying, I'm going to be who God created me to be. Okay? Uh, you know, and one of this guy was working, you know, and this guy came up to me. He knew I was a young minister, you know, and when you're young, you do foolish things sometimes, you know, but he come up to me. He said, I tell you what, you'll never be a Bishop Jakes. And I said, I tell you what, Bishop Jakes will never be a John Mitchell. <laughs> But it was out of, I, I, I flushed out, I flushed out, you know, I was being, being smart mouth with him. But, but it was the truth, though. It was the truth. You know. But, you know, sometimes, you know, people want us to be like other people. But see, Jesus is saying here, they only do this to please men. See? And we're God pleasers. We're not man pleasers. You know, I want to please him. I want to please him in everything I do. Amen. You know, and I just don't want to uh, put it when I come to church, but I want to be a God pleaser in my home. You know, I want to serve Faye in such a way to where, you know, she might call me Lord one day. I know she ain't listening, but, you know. Y'all, uh, do y'all read y'all's Bible now? Come on now. The Bible said Abraham served till she called the man Lord. I'm going to get out of it one way or the other here. (laughs) 
Okay. John, settle down. Okay. But I want to serve her not just for the sake of getting her response to call me Lord, but I, 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 I appreciate her. She's a great wife and thank God for, but you know, I don't want to do it just with a hook in it, you know, just to get my way. You know, I'm going to do this so she'll do this. No, I'm going to do it from my heart because God said do it. Okay, I'm not doing it to please man. I'm not doing it, you know, to make people think, well, he's just got such a great marriage. No, honey, marriages work, okay? So I'm just going to get you. It's work. Amen, it's work. Okay, get back where you're supposed to be, John. Okay. Okay. It's not that she's so bad. It's just I got some stuff to die out to, okay? All right. But he said, truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. See? And what they're doing, you know, when we, and how many know we all want to be encouraged? Come on, we, we, I'm not just, you know, we all want somebody to say something good about us. We do. We want to we be pat on the back, you know. But see, we don't want to take that and become arrogant with it. You know, when somebody say, well, John, you did a good job. Thank you. We just thank God for it. Because I know it's not John, it's him. Amen? So we have to begin to walk humble with what God is blessing us with. See, and this is why God will release things to his church is because we know how to handle it. Sometimes we don't know how to handle it. We become arrogant. You know, we become, well, you know, I know and don't nobody else do. How many know that ain't, that ain't the way of the kingdom? Okay? All right, so he said, they have their reward in full. Let's move on. But you, but you, when you pray, go into your inner room, okay? Close your door and pray to your father who is in secret. How many know we got to cut out this old, the chatter? Now, you can go in a physical room but how many know, I believe what he's saying is, you need to shut down what the world is saying and begin to focus on me. Put your attention on me. Why? Because he has the answer for what you're seeking. And many a times we're seeking answers in the wrong places. We need to seek answers from here. Amen? Okay. All righty. But go into your room, close your door, amen? Shut the chatter off. I mean, what is he saying? Get in a designated place to where you are not distracted with the distractions of this world. Be focused on me. I want your undivided attention. I don't want you praying and you wondering, well, I wonder what's going on on TV. I wonder what's going on over there in the neighborhood. I wonder what's going on here. You know, you know, and God is saying, hey, it's me, 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 me. Is, hey, here I am. I'm here. I want you to seek me. Okay? And so what he's saying here is we got to shut out the chatter that's going on. Now, I don't say, I'm not saying that we need to be ignorant of the enemy's devices. But what I am saying, there comes a time we have to shut down things and be really Focus on God. Put our attentions on him. And shut out all the chatter. All the stuff that's going on. 
You know, media is good, and I appreciate it. You know, don't understand a lot of it, but I appreciate it. But how many know we need to shut down the media sometimes? Because it ain't nothing but a bunch of lies sometimes. Now, it's a good tool. Don't get me wrong. It's a good tool. But how many know that it can also be a bad tool? If we, it depends on the person that's using it to hoodwink us such as AI. I read a thing the other day where it says, we don't need people to vote, we got AI. Big old mistake. See, God didn't create robots. He created human beings. Amen? And anything that's man-made, it's going to malfunction somewhere down the road. Why? Because it's not of God. Amen? If it's anything that's, that's trying to take away from the intelligence of our God, guess what? They bumping, they, they bumping up against the pricks. Amen? They, it's all going to come to an end. Why? Because God is not going to be mocked by men. So we, we need to be aware of what's going on. We don't need to just close our eyes to it and say, well, you know, I don't need that. That ain't for, no, we need to be uh, educated in it and we need to know what's going on. I'm not saying don't, be, don't know what's going on. We need to know so that we can begin to judge it. Amen? And that's what Paul told, told the Romans. He said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you'll be able to prove what is. See, prove what is. You know, I mean, you know, some of the wisdom of the world is just devilish. So we need to be people that are praying in alignment with God's kingdom. And we'll get to that in just a second, okay? But we need to cut off the chatter, okay? Listen to what it says. Pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you are praying, do not use meaningless, meaningless petitions as the Gentiles. In other words, don't be using shotguns. You're just throwing stuff out there, just praying, just going, just going. No, get a focus. Get focus. Get in alignment. Okay? Notice what he said. Miss meaningless petitions as the Gentiles do. For they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. You know, sometimes I have to, I, I struggle with, 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 with some prayers because, you know, I'm to the point in my life and I've learned and God has really grown me up to understand, John, it ain't how long you pray. You know, and, and sometimes I get a little intimidated when, when I just want to say, in the name of Jesus, be healed and walk away. But, but, but the, 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 there's a part of me saying, well, you didn't pray long enough. But I got to get out of that mindset and get in the mindset of what God is saying. He just said, speak. Jesus just spoke the word. He just spoke the word. 
He didn't go around pleading, you know, please, you know, uh, oh Lord God, gracious and mighty wise creator and the universe, you know, all these things. And, 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 but, but he just, to the point, just to the point, you know, God, I got a stomachache. God, heal my stomach. I, you know, come on, just to the point, you know, but they think that they will be heard because they speak many words. You know, and, and I've been there and done that. Trying to impress people. No, not you, Pat. Yeah, me. But I've learned, John, that ain't my way. That's not my heart. See, when you try to impress people, guess what? They're going to see you for who you really are. But see, when you begin to follow God, and you pray the way God wants you to pray, God is going to do the work. See, but when I'm trying to impress, I'm trying to get you to, to, to hey, look at John. Hey, give John, oh, yeah, look at John. He really praying. No, honey, no, sit out and shut up, John. Let God teach you how to pray. Amen? You know, so I've learned it ain't about how long you pray, but it's what, what's, what is God giving you in your heart to say Say, what's coming up out of your spirit, man? See, and that's what we got. That's what Jesus is trying to convey here. This is not an outward show here. This is a heart condition. See, it's not about pleasing people. It's not about pleasing, you know, uh, the community or any of that. But when you are a God pleaser, amen, how many know people will know the difference? Why? Because it is the anointing. It's the spirit behind what you're saying. When it's influenced by God, guess what? The enemy himself can't stop it. See, and that's why he wants us to play the church game. You know, he wants us to go with all these uh, rituals and all these things. But honey, just pray the word of God. Do what Jesus told you to do and watch what Jesus does. Amen? It works. Okay. So he's saying here, when you pray, when you are praying, do not use meaningless petition. You know, it's almost like praying this way, okay? You come up to me and you say, John, I just, I need $10 to get me some gas. Okay? Let's pray to God so God will bless you with some gas. When I got $10 in my pocket to bless that brother or sister, how many know that's meaningless? Why? Because the mean that God has for the person, the brother or sister, he's blessed you to bless them. Same way it is. God, go down there and heal them. No, God told you to go. See, we praying stuff that God has told the church to do. Well, you know, God, you know, uh, I, I, you just got to go to that hospital and you got to save, the, you got to heal the sick. You got you to save them people down there, God. You got to go to the incarcerated place, God. You got to save them, God. And what did Jesus say? You go. See, you, we are the church. But we have to understand that sometimes when we're praying, we're praying out of alignment. And we, we're thinking that it's going to happen something. We wish that something would take place, but God is saying, ain't nothing going to happen. Why? 
Because you're not cooperating with your prayer. You're just saying meaningless things. It sounds good, but guess what? God's saying, I'm not looking for the sound. I'm looking for obedience. I'm looking for obedience. Amen? Corresponding faith with the word. Okay. So he goes on to say, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Just pray from your heart. Don't try to impress. Don't try to make people where they are so spiritual. Look at those words flowing out of them. I'm telling you, I've heard a bunch of, I've, I've heard a lot of beautiful prayers, but there was no power. There was nothing happening. Why? Because it was motivated by their fleshly. They was wanting to be seen. Self-promoting. Okay? But we don't want to be that way. Jesus said, don't be like them. Right? Say amen. So he goes on. He says, so do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. He already knows what we need before we ever asked him. Well, why do we have to ask him? Because he said, ask. Seek. Knock. Amen? Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. Ask and it shall be given. Amen? So he said, ask. Well, if he already knows, why do I have to pray? Because he said to. I don't want to. You ain't got a revelation on that? No, I don't. Just do it because Jesus said to do it. He said, ask. Really, he wants you to talk to him. Why? Because he's all-knowing. But he wants us to commune with him. He wants us to conversate with him. Amen? Not just when I got a need, but Lord, I, I just need some wisdom here. I just need some understanding here, Lord. You know, God, I just thank you for who you are. You know, now we're getting down to it. We're praying for, because he already know these things, but guess what? We still ask him. Why? Because he told us to. Right? Okay. All right. So he said, he already knows before you ask. Pray then, listen to what he's saying here. Pray then in this way. Pray then in this way. Now, we have theologians, commentaries, and all these things. Well, this is the Lord's prayer. But how many know, in reality, it is not the Lord's prayer? I'm sorry. I know you've been told that all your life. Even when we were in high school, I remember before every game, we would repeat. Well, we got to repeat. The, the coach would come in. He said, boys, we're going to repeat the Lord's prayer. And then we go for it, and it's done and over with. But this is not the Lord's prayer. This is a model that Jesus gave the disciples to pray. He's teaching them how to pray. And one scripture says, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And people say, well, he gave them the Lord's Prayer. If you research this, you'll find out this is not the Lord's Prayer. Jesus' pray, prayer was this, that they will be one. 
Jesus' prayer was this, that, that they would know that they have eternal life because of who I am. See, his prayer is in John 17. See, but this is the disciples' prayer. Say, this is a disciples' prayer. This prayer is for me. He's teaching me how to pray. See, and he goes on. He said, pray then in this way, our Father who is in heaven. Now, how many know what he's connecting you with is relationship? Our Father. Amen? Now, what he's saying is, this is out of relationship. You come to your Father because why? There is a relationship now. There has been reconciliation unto God now. And you can pray to him, come to him. In this way, pray our Father who is in heaven, hallow be your name. We sanctify the name of God. You know, and, 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 and excuse me, I know this word is not famous in this, in this could I say dispensation of this, in our culture, sacred, sacred. You don't hear that word that much. God is sacred. What makes him sacred? Because there is none like him. There is none like him. And when we hollow him, we separate him from all other things. He's not just my visa card. He's not just a, 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 a magazine. He's not just a, a, a thing. But he is a God, a man that exists all by himself. And we separate him from everything else so that when we go through, we can go through with this. There is none like you, O oh God. No one can touch me. Oh, no one can touch my heart like you can. I can search all over eternity and find there is none like you. He is the El Shaddai. He is the breasty one. He is the one that will be in the middle of the wheel. Amen. He is the one that went into the fiery furnace. He is the one that resurrected out of the grave. That's the God I'm talking about. He is more than enough. Say, but when we perceive him as this little being, that's just waiting to thumb you out every mistake you make. But he is a God that loves you better than you love yourself. Yes, he loves you better. Well, you know, I love John. No, I can't, can't even comprehend the vast and the love that he has for his people. And Paul even wrote, he said, that you will know the love of Christ, which surpasses all understanding. He is a great God, and he loves you in spite of everything that you think about yourself. God said, I love you. Even before you even came to me, I was loving you. This is a God that we hollow. We set him apart, amen, from any other God. And the culture is trying to box him in and make him seem like a mere man. But how many know that you better talk to Dagon? 
and see what happened when he tried to be the big God. Amen? I say, who is Dagon? That statue God that they put up in the temple trying to say, you know, Dagon is God. Amen? But God said, uh-uh, boys. No. He came in, he was failed, he came back again, he was, he was crushed, amen? How many know God is God, amen? He's awesome! And he is the God that cre- created the moon and the stars. Matter of fact, he was the God that created you, amen? See, we separate him. See, I- I'm not boasting on John, but guess what? I'm boasting on the God. See, that's why I'm learning that whatever John goes through, there's a God that's on my side. That if I just walk in alignment with him, he's backing me. He's going to vindicate me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why? Because he's God. Some people say, well, is he really that good? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. Ooh, glory. See, when you get to talking about God, something begins to churn down on the inside of you. You know why? Because you were born of God. Amen. You were shaped by him. Amen. He knitted you in your mama's womb. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo! He's awesome. Ooh, glory. See, see, that's when, when you start talking about him, you know, something began to turn. Something began to wake up. Yeah, I mean, you know, he began to manifest himself. And all he's saying, you know, saying, well, you know, that's just emotion. But how many know God gave us emotions? Amen. And when I express my emotions for him, guess what he's doing? Yes, son. Go for it, son. Yes, that's my boy. Hallelujah. We hollow him. We set him apart from all other things. You know, there is none like him. I'm telling you, there is none like him. I was listening, this guy came up to me. I was vacuuming my truck out yesterday, and this guy came up to me, and, and he looked at me, and he said, John Mitchell? I said, yeah, man, what's going on? Ain't seen you since the plant shut down. And he said, are you still serving God? I said, I sure am. He said, brother, he said, brother, let me tell you something. And his tears just wound up in his eyes. He said, brother, I don't accept him too. He said, you know what? He said, man, I wish I'd have did this way back there. When we was talking about, I was witness to him, you know, and he was just wanting, oh, I don't want to hear it, you know. But he said, man, I wish I had got this way back then. But guess what? I said, brother, you got him now. That's what counts. Amen. Amen. Okay. Hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. And what he's saying here, how many know the kingdom has come? Jesus came preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And he said, repent and believe the gospel. Amen. The kingdom of God is at hand. 
not only at hand. Listen to this. In the Word of God, it says that the kingdom of God is within you. See, he's within you. Hallowed be thy name. Thou kingdom come. Thou will be done. You know, it's so much in this right here, the word. We take the time to just dissect it and just kind of take it apart and not, not trying to misuse it, but just take it apart from one, from, from, from word for word, okay? You know, because when you look at this, we've hollowed him. Then he said, hollow be your name. Do you know the name, when it speaks of a name, it carries the character of that name. That's why Jesus said, he said, whatsoever you asked in my name, what he said, the Father would do. See? But what he's saying is this, whatsoever is conformed to my character, Listen to this. Whatsoever you asked in my name, that will I do, means whatsoever is conformable to his character. See, we got a lot of people praying in the name of Jesus. Sometimes, you know, they get things, they get upset with, why is this not working? See, but the problem is not with God. The problem sometimes is with us. You know, if our character is not being conformed to the image of Christ, see, and God don't mind us having things, but he don't want things to have us. See, and so when we begin to conform to the image of Christ, how many know that our hearts is not on us, but it's on him? See, but everything that always has got to be my way. I got to have this. I got to have this. Lord, I want this. How many know that, that, that that's almost like meanliness praying. You're praying sort of like the Gentiles wanting stuff. Just give me more, Lord. Give me more, Lord. Give me this, Lord. Give me that. What about, Lord, I just thank you for what I got. Lord, I just thank you for having provision. I don't need a mansion on a hill. It ain't nobody but me and Faye. We don't need all them rooms. More room, well, I ain't going to say that. But, uh, I was getting ready to say, the more rooms you have, the more people might want to come over. <laughs> They're just kidding. You're welcome anytime, anytime. <laughs> no, he meant that. No, I didn't mean it. No, I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. But listen to this. It says that... Uh, it means to whatsoever is conformable to his character and his purpose. See, God is not a waster. Everything God does is with purpose. When he created you, he created you with what? Purpose. See, and the enemy don't want you to come to that full potential of your purpose. So he want to keep you irritated and frustrated and distracted with things. But how come God ain't blessing you? God is blessing me. See, if you got up this morning, how many know it was a blessing? If you can just wave your hand today, how many know that's a blessing? Amen. Because you know what? That was a time that I couldn't kick my leg. 
But when I can kick my leg, that's a blessing. When I can walk on these old feet, that's a blessing. You say, well, no, nah, that's just, ah, that just happened. How many know things don't just happen? We are people of purpose. And we believe in divine appointments. Amen. It don't just happen. Well, that's a coincidence. No, no. I just gave you that. That's just a coincidence. No, you thought it was a coincidence, but God used that to bless this old boy. Amen. So, his name, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy rule come. See, what the kingdom is about, your kingdom come, is the royal dominion of the kingdom. See, what the kingdom means, if you look up this in the Greek, what it really means is God's rule. If you look it up in the Amplified Bible, it says God's way of doing things. See, and what he's saying here is, John, you pray that my rule come in you. Get ready. Get ready. As in heaven. Well, I want to go to heaven, but you can have a little heaven now. That's good news. We're going there for one, we're going to go there for eternity, but guess what? We can have it here on earth. When we come out of our prayer closet, we need to be like people that have been to heaven and come back to invade the earth with our prayers. But I want to go to heaven. You got to get to go. Just keep living for Jesus. But there's a purpose for this earth right now. See, God want to use you to lay hands on the sick. He want to use some of you to raise the dead. He want to use some of you to open the blinds of the eye, the blinded eyes. He want to use some of you to put some grocery on the table. He might want to use some of you to put some gas in somebody's tank. There is a purpose. See, for us being here, God never make a mistake. Well, I'm just here by mistake. No, you're not. You are ordained by God to be here. And guess what? You're playing out a scene that has already been written. You say, well, I just thought I'd go to church today. Nah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It's more to it than that. But his rule, he want to rule my life. See, the Bible said, for the kingdom of God is not, comes not with observation, what you can see here or there, but the kingdom is within us to rule us. See, and that's why, you know, I love the word of God because I'm learning that. It used to be, you know, I thought, well, you know, this bunch of stuff, you know, oh, well. But now I see the importance of the word of God. It's not so much for me to preach, but it's to transform me so that it will begin to rule my life. That when I go through something, guess what? There is an anchor of the soul. The rule of God is what I operate by. I don't just get up and lose it just because, well, you know, I'm, I'm a fl- No, sometimes, yeah, but I'm learning as, as I begin to die out to John more and more, I begin to see the kingdom of God coming alive. It's expanding on the inside of me. 
And sometimes, you know, that's what we need to do, allow the kingdom to expand so it will push out all the defaults and all those things that don't need to be in us. It's growing in me. I'm going to be good. I could shout wrong for that because it's growing in me. It's growing in me. It's, It's overtaking me. And that's what Jesus said. It will be like the kingdom is like leaven that a woman took and mixed in some flour or her her dough, and it just took over the whole thing. Amen? See, some things we don't have to just say, well, I got, you got to quit that. You got to quit. No, honey. Just keep growing in the kingdom, and it'll begin to push it right on out of you. Hey, glory to God. Woo. Hallelujah. Because how many know he's a living being? He's not a dead God. But he's alive. And he's on the inside of you. Amen. He's walking in you. He's talking in you. He's touching on you. He's wooing you to himself. Thou kingdom come. Would it be wrong for me to say, Lord, your rule come in, John. And rule me, Lord. Amen. See, when he began to rule me, I got to slow down here. But I'm going to give you this. See, the Bible says the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's peace, it's righteousness, it's peace, and it's joy in the Holy Ghost. See, when righteous rule, when peace rule, amen? When, when, when joy rule, amen, you can be happy. When You can have the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. Even you going through a dilemma, how many know joy is still there? You can still pull on joy. Why? Because joy is part of your spirit being. It's not continued upon what's happening around you. And righteousness, I'm in right standing with it. I'm in right relationship with him. That's why I can go to him and say, God, I blew it today. And he'll say, John, that's okay. I got some more grace for you. I'm telling you. You know, I remember Brother Terry Wilson, he preached a message. Was it double grace? I think it was. And I was meditating on that. And I sent him a message. I said, man, that was a great word today. But I'm going to show you what God did in the natural what is a sign for grace? What, 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 what is grace? Five, right? I go that same day that I, I, I was tell, encouraging my brother, you did a great job, great work. And I said, God, I want that double, I want that double grace. Because I know grace is the divine influence upon my heart. It is the endowment of God. It's power. And I pulls up to a gas tank, get my gas, and the receipt wouldn't come out, so I had to go in the inside. I step out. I hear this little voice in me say, look down. A $5 bill. I came back out of the store, the same place I walked. I came back out of the store, the same voice said, look down. That was another $5 bill. I said, boy, I got to get Brother Terry to preach some more to me. (laughs) Amen. I mean, you know, that was double grace. Five, five. 
And I'm going to tell you something. They wasn't dirty. They wasn't wrinkled. It was just like they came out of a bank crisp. And I said, oh, Jesus, thank you for the double grace. You know what? And my life has not been the same since. Amen. When I go through something, I say, God, I need that double grace. He said, son, you got it. Because I give it freely. It's freely given to us. But we just have to believe. We just have to let God rule. Why? That's why we keep feeding on the word of God. Why? Because that kingdom is expanding on the inside of us. And it's pushing out all, excuse me, excuse my language, but it's pushing out all hell. It's pushing it out. All hell is going. Every bit of it is going. All the negativity is going. All the self-righteousness is going. Why? Because the kingdom is expanding. And you know what? It will make you go kick in some doors. I told you don't mess with my family. Now you get behind me in the name of Jesus. And you let my family go. Prodigals is coming home. Why? Because the church will stand up and call them. There is no gates of hell will prevail against us. Amen. It's not a defensive turn. It is an offense. They can't stop the power of God. Amen? Okay, that's enough for today. Huh? I don't even know the name of it. It's on a, it was coming out of Chesney. I don't know the name of the store, but I know what I got. <laughs> Amen. Y'all say that boy crazy. I am a little bit. That's what the kingdom will do. It'll make you act crazy. Amen. But I trust what I shared with you helped you this morning. Yes, Lord. Yes, do you? I see you waving your hand. Are you waving? Hey, how you doing? Okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay, can you make it short? Okay, come on with it. Do you need the mic? Come on, come on up here. See that kingdom is spread out. You got to watch. Okay. The same I've been experiencing. Praise God. Okay. I drove to the restaurant, got two plates of food free, went right straight through the drive-thru, ordered it, didn't have it in the court. That's one. <laughs> I went to a restaurant, had a certain amount of money on me, uh, wanted to pay for something, and every time I asked, it's free. <laughs> I'm going through something in my household, but every time I speak, it's done been changed. Praise God. <laughs> Man. God has been talking to me ever since I've got here and since I was five. Everywhere I've been or walked, I have not been with my mom or my father, but I have been with my main father. <laughs> mm -hmm. I am the baby of my family, but I know there's a calling on me. <laughs> Praise God. All right. And he said the best is yet to come. <laughs> okay. 
All right. You stand on that. You know, because what the enemy will say, you see how long it's taken, you just keep on waiting on God, because no time is wasted when you wait on God. Amen? Oh. <laughs> you want to go there, right? <laughs> I can tell you the location of that, that, I think it was going, what is that, 226 coming through Chesney? Somebody help me out. Is that 221? 221A. Okay, it wasn't a hot spot. It was a little blue one with the little blue thing. It's right there, right across from a tractor place or something. But anyway, I got my double portion. I got my double for my trouble. Amen? So, but God is no respecter person. And I'm telling you, God is wanting to manifest himself to every one of us to show that he is a real God. Amen? See, and that's the thing about revelation. When God began to reveal things to you, the devil himself cannot talk you out of it. Why? Because it's been revealed by the Spirit of God. Amen? All right, I'm going to stop right there. Y'all see, yeah, I believe that when I see it. But stand to your feet. Praise the Lord. Did y'all enjoy this more than I did? I don't know. <laughs> but Father, we thank you today, Lord, and say, is there anyone here that really don't know Jesus, hadn't accepted him? You know, that's where it all begins, when you allow him to come in. Amen? We don't want to overlook that. We don't want to take that for granted, because we don't want you to go back home saying, man, he didn't even ask us anybody need to be saved, but is there anyone? Amen? All right, so we're all family. So, Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your people today. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that this word, God, will continue to burn within us, Father. And, Lord, we thank you for the manifestation of your kingdom being revealed on the inside of us, your rule taking place, Lord. So, Father, we pray, God, as we depart from this place, but never your presence, watch over us and protect us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we hope today's worship and study of God's word was encouraging to you. If we can help you in any way, please reach out to us by going to fathersvineyard.org. That's fathersvineyard.org. Thank you again, and we hope we can see and hear from you soon. Until next time.